pro-choicer. Something <laughs> like that. Pro-choice to me is giving women the ability to do what they want to do with their bodies. Okay. Pro-life, and I mean this in the nicest of ways, mm. it's just being an Hey guys, welcome to the Perception Podcast, a platform where we strive to have unfiltered conversations away from a veil of political correctness and seek to reconcile both sides of the spectrum and come out with a view that is an amalgamation of, you know, as many thoughts as possible. So on this podcast today, we have our lovely guest, Miss Nelima Baraza. Hi, I'm Nelima. I'm just here for vibes. (laughs) She's just here for vibes. And of course, she's bringing the pro-life side of the conversation we're having today on abortion. So do stay tuned. And thank you once more for tuning in. So today's discussion is going to be about the pro-life versus the pro-choice debate. And we're going to start by defining some of the terms we'll be using in this discussion. So the first term is abortion, the second term is pro-life, and the third term is pro-choice. So abortion, in my view, is the termination of a baby's life when it is in the womb. Being pro-life means that you are against the termination of a baby's life when it is in the womb, and being pro-choice means you believe that women have the right to decide whether to terminate the pregnancy or carry it to term. So that's what the discussion is about today. Nalima, do you have um, your definitions? Okay, yeah, for me, first abortion is just... Okay, yeah, it's terminating of an embryo or a lot of fetus. So such, you know that zone where they're like not babies, but like they're eggs, but they're not embryos? I forgot what it's called. It's in biology. We used to do that. Zygote that, fetus. Yeah, that, yeah. so okay. zygote and an embryo and then fetus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, pro-choice considering I'm one, a pro-choicer, <laughs> something like that. Pro-choice to me is giving women the ability to do what they want to do with their bodies. Okay. Pro-life, and I mean this in the nicest of ways, mm. it's just being a Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Just to understand, like, mm-hmm. why, like, why are you pro-life? Yeah, that's just... But then you're my mm-hmm. friend, so I've said it in the nicest of ways. I understand, yeah. I understand. Hopefully, in the course of discussion, we will discover why I am pro-life. So now we'll move on to perspectives, and we want to look at the moral. Wow, morals now. Religious, uh-huh. legal, societal. We're going through and the medical aspects of why or why not to procure or support abortion. Mm-hmm. So, I will start with, let's say, the moral perspective. So, one thing about laws people tend to forget is that laws have their basis in nature and reason. So, most of the laws that have been passed down throughout generations have come from the point of people observing nature and using reasoning to understand certain aspects of the environment. And that hasn't changed too much until recently when we've come into the political correctness (laughs) age. So in terms of morality, of course, killing is wrong. Murder is wrong. There's very strict laws about not taking people's life. And in my view, I find it pretty surprising that pro-choicers 
would advocate the taking of a life because I don't think at any point the baby is not an actual human being. I don't even think I'm an actual human being and I'm 23. So I know what you're talking about. Like my mom can kill me now and to be not she's 23 years too late for an abortion but I'll for, I'll forgive her. Yeah. Okay. As a, I So Nilima as a pro choice er when do you think life begins? Uh, the moment you are born like not conceived but mm-hmm. born like the nine months eight seven months it depends if you're premature or not but like mm-hmm. the moment you come out mm-hmm. is the moment you are born this is um quote i like sorry mm-hmm. this is quote i like that um the guy says uh what you are never changes who you are never stops changing so it's like what you are is your dna um your skin color mm-hmm. okay you know where proved you can change that but <laughs> necessarily it's mm-hmm. your skin color your height like you're tall i'm fat like even if i lose weight mm-hmm. if I'm, my dna is thick mm-hmm. i wouldn't lose weight necessarily to be skinny okay. but what you are but like who you are is now your personality that's also created now mm-hmm. when you're born so i don't think you are a person until you become who you are like until you figure yourself out so mm-hmm. i don't think life is in the body okay if people start hearing heartbeats at what like four five months then yeah. yeah but even with that life begins when you're out there mm. yeah. well that seems like a genesis of <laughs> the differing opinions <laughs> we will exhibit during this podcast because i believe life begins you know at conception once the sperm and the egg fuse you know life has begun that's a living organism as much as it's a single cell embryo it has the dna strands already it's a completely, it, it's like a completely different entity aside from the mother and the father mm. that's why if a surrogate was surrogating sick <laughs> a black baby the baby would be black not white because it's a different entity so that also brings me to the argument about it being something that women decide to do with their bodies because the body's baby <laughs> the baby's body <laughs> is different from the mother's body but it's growing in me it's growing in you yes but it is different it is a, a living organism by itself my hair is dead cells it's not me itself that have died but i cut it because it's my hair but it's dead yeah it's not alive so it's not murder that's more like let's let's use uh-huh. a weird like i had my sinuses removed yeah they're part of me there were cells mm-hmm. but they were not good for me when they were inside me so what the doctor do removed it okay that brings me to the argument of responsibility so Assuming the conditions are right for the creation of the baby there was consent hopefully there was love and romantic attachment yeah. as well isn't it strange that what the product of you indulging in sex is something you decide isn't right wouldn't it have been better to just not engage at all and decide you know if i conceive i'm going to have to kill the child i've conceived so let me not just smash okay 
let's assume mm-hmm. you've done everything correct you have your birth control and then mm-hmm. it fails you've kept everything everything you wanted to do you've kept it mm-hmm. step by step mm-hmm. you have been told by doctors that if you get a coil or the mm-hmm. implants mm-hmm. those are different <laughs> birth controls you get the pill you get the injection mm-hmm. you get the patch it will not it will help you not become pregnant but then it fails and you get pregnant mm-hmm. and it was in part of the plan now what do you do you've done everything right mm-hmm. you're with someone you like mm-hmm. you have protected yourself in every means mm-hmm. available to you and mm-hmm. then it fails mm-hmm. what do you do you react to the situation you've created mm-hmm. and sometimes the easiest reaction is to notice your faults Or it's not even a silly fault. Sometimes it's just you're not into it at that moment. Like for me, I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say I'm 28 and I've been safe mm-hmm. all these years mm-hmm. that I've been having sex, I've been safe. Mm-hmm. I've been, and then at 28 it feels. Mm-hmm. I am definitely going to just walk into my stops and tell the doctor, I'm like, yo, my G, um, I don't want this uh, blood clots. Or I don't want this embryo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want. I don't understand why it's here, because mm-hmm. I I did everything right. But now that it is, um, it's not good for me. Like my sinuses, just remove them. Interesting. So your societal perspective is that if you've done everything right to avoid a pregnancy, but something fails, you have the right to terminate the pregnancy. That's one condition. The other condition is uh-huh. if you just don't want it. Don't keep it. It's your body. Mm-hmm. If you feel like this is not good for you, then don't keep it. Interesting. Interesting. What about the legal perspective, the legal side of things? Um, first, I don't understand why abortion is illegal. I really don't. It should not be, because now, um, fun fun fact: mm-hmm. last year, no, 2019, there were 600,000 abortions in Kenya. In Kenya. Wow. And majority of them were unsafe abortions. So if abortion was mm-hmm. legal, mm-hmm. it would be safer. Because now, if abortion is illegal, well, this 600,000 women and children coming from, because we don't assume that all of them are above the age of 18. And that's from 2019. I don't know about 2020, but your COVID mm-hmm. gave people time to have sex, and most probably the number has increased. Oof. So you're arguing it should be legalized yes to increase the chances of it being safe for those who yes. procure abortions. It's yes. an interesting perspective. I think well like I said most laws come from nature and reason and also Kenya being a religious state in a in a sense would also have dictated that you know abortion is illegal because it's literally breaking the sixth commandment you know do not kill. So they put that in there oh. because life begins you know at conception. So legally of course we all know abortion is illegal in some states. In some states. In some we countries. County, uh, okay. Like states. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Okay, but uh let's move on to uh let's say the religious perspective. Yeah. Um you're agnostic. Or an atheist? I'm just vibing, man. I have. You're just vibing. Yeah, huh? I believe in the universe's Sinking energy. Sinking with the universe. Yes. And all. Okay. 
um, what does the universe tell you about abortion? Um, I've actually never necessarily kept it at that. Like, oh dear universe, what do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. But I believe the way I've been brought up, because mm-hmm. now my the universe, my definition of earth is how I have been brought up. I have been given the privilege to be pro-choice mm-hmm. by my parents, by my sisters, mm-hmm. and my friends. So if this is my universe, it means it's okay. Yeah. So do what thou wilt, basically. You know, do what feels right for you. Yeah, because a good man is a good man. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you are bought or not. A good man is a good man. Interesting. Okay, religiously speaking, well... I am Christian, for sure. <laughs> and, yeah, abortion, you know, doesn't vibe with me, especially because I still can't get over the fact you're killing something that's alive, you know? Because looking back on, like, traditional, not even traditional, let's say ancient civilizations, let's say, like, the Aztecs, and let's say even the Egyptians to a degree, women had a very high standing in those societies, and they were even worshipped as gods because mm. you could literally bring into being life. Like, it's such, let's say, an honor and an amazing privilege, despite the intense pain and the, you know, intense craziness of the whole period with yeah. the changes in your body and everything. But being able to bring life into the world, I think, is something really, really sublime, really cool, something worthy of a lot of respect. Um, we have psychologists who even argue that it's a huge part of a woman's, let's say, purpose to, let's say, give birth and bring life into being. Well, I'm definitely feeling but, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> also, also with the perspective of things like mother's instinct being ingrained, you know, genetically and through evolution and all. So in my view, let's say religiously, I think abortion isn't right. That said, however... Um, Actually, no, that said, yeah, religiously, from my Christian perspective and upbringing, I would say abortion isn't right. Okay. Yeah. First, the quote ends with, a good man is a good man, regardless of whatever he believes in. That's the full quote. Regardless of whatever he believes yes. in. Yes. Yeah. That sounds very universe vibe. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the entire quote. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't argue, sorry, I can't argue from a religious background, because... Yeah. Okay. As much as my, mm-hmm. I've been brought up in a Christian, mm-hmm. Christian-ish home, because uh-huh. <laughs> my mom is Christian, my dad is just vibing also. Mm-hmm. Um, I have also never been taught to get my moral compass from the Bible. Uh-huh. Yes. I understand. So mm-hmm. everything that I think mm-hmm. or I believe in or I stand for mm-hmm. has never been rooted on one sense of belief. Mm-hmm. That's why I never argue out in a religious background. Yeah, true. Because the Bible is mm-hmm. very mixy machi if that makes sense it's like mm-hmm. don't do this then uh book 58 chapters 20 says it's fine if you do it just mm-hmm. do it in moderation and then book 65 uh. chapter 3 says do it but remember and i'm like okay so mm-hmm. i do it in moderation i don't do it or i just <laughs> do it yeah yeah I understand what you're saying, and that will probably be another episode <laughs> where we talk about spirituality versus religion. But let's move to the medical perspective on abortion. What's your your view on it? Yeah, the same way in the legal, it should be very, mm-hmm. it should be legalized mm-hmm. so that it can be safe. 
Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine that aborted, mm-hmm. and has uh, it was a failed abortion. She used the mm-hmm. pills, but she you're usually given three pills. You take one. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I know this information, but you know I'm safe for whenever if ever I do get pregnant. Mm-hmm. May take one pill. Mm-hmm. Your there's some that you're told to either insert in mm-hmm. your reproductive system or you can also swallow them. So has the abortion was a bit late. She was a bit too late in it. Mm-hmm. So when she was finding out, like, the abortion had failed, mm-hmm. um, we were going to the hospital. So it was really, really bad. So we were taking her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor's like, she just, she needs to be, to have it sucked out. And I was thinking if it was legal, first abortion would be cheaper because abortion is freaking expensive. Oh. It is. Abortion is expensive. The safe medical one. Mm-hmm. Because as much as Mary stops and safe, ab- safe abortions give you cheaper ways, it's mm-hmm. still not cheap. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like getting a condom. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the moment it's legalized, it mm-hmm. becomes cheaper. Mm-hmm. And a friend like that one, we wouldn't have rushed her to the hospital because it was the middle of the night and she's screaming and she's bleeding. And then we're told the baby didn't, well, the embryo didn't come out fully. So, yeah. In a medical perspective, I think more doctors should be willing to give safe abortions to girls and women that want it. Interesting. I'd say my perspective on the medical was, okay, it was way less (laughs) intense. (laughs) I was just thinking about it in the sense of at what point does a medical doctor decide, okay, we need to do an abortion. Let's assume or hypothetically speaking, it's a pro-life doctor. <laughs> so at what point are they allowed to do abortion? Is it when the mom's life is in danger? Do you choose the mom or the baby? Legally now, that's mm-hmm. where it comes. Legally it is mm-hmm. when either life is in danger, is mm-hmm. when you... Is when you procure. Yes. Okay. The medical perspective is pretty much summed up then. Yes. Let's look at a very contentious perspective. Let's say the moral perspective. Mm-hmm. You've said that you're, you've been raised not to ground your moral basis as a yes. person on, let's say, religion and all. So, what I'm, I'm curious, like, what are your views concerning life, the taking of life, you know, the consequences of engaging, let's say, in sex? So, like, wh- wh- where do you stand? Of exactly? course, taking of life is wrong. Like, Ted Bundy, <laughs> that's <laughs> taking of life. Okay. Yeah. On Nyancha here in Kenya, if you're looking for serial killers you can identify with, oh, that's... I even forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. That's taking life. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in the sense of abortion, I don't see it as taking life. I mm-hmm. see it as... And I'm using this uh, in a very loose way, but mm-hmm. it's you taking control of your life. It's you choosing what works best for you mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. what will work best for whatever is growing inside you because now what's the need of bringing a baby if you don't want it but aren't there like easier options you could set it up for adoption you know people never tell you mm-hmm. when you're pregnant i was seeing how a woman's body moves when you're pregnant it's like one bad cough away from death and if you're not Mm-hmm. ready to love whatever is growing in you or you're not ready to imagine nine months of your life with an egg 
growing inside you or you just don't want kids then yeah what's the point because i'm pro-abortion i feel like there's mm-hmm. some people that want kids but they don't want to carry their own kids so when they get pregnant they're boot but they can adopt so they want to be what yes they want to be mothers by um no they don't want to be mothers by nature they want to be mothers by nature yes instead that's <laughs> this conversation so far has brought about a lot of I don't know what to say moments <laughs> but at this point in time we'll try to rebuttal each other's arguments and see specifically where the other's perspective is coming from and try to reconcile or not reconcile but at the end of the day you'll have you know all the tea all mm-hmm. the sauce all the use you all the me. information we have exactly yeah. so my first rebuttal is about the blood clot thing you mentioned. <laughs> you say that abortion is the termination of a blood clot. So let me go into a bit of biology, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so there are apparently prerequisites for qualifying something as being living when you're trying to assess whether something is alive or dead. So it needs to have the possibility to reproduce. Mm-hmm. It also needs to... Well, the general argument is that a zygote fulfills the four criteria needed to establish biological life. There's metabolism, there's growth, there's reaction to stimuli, and there's reproduction in terms of the possibility of the cells being able to twin. So, yeah, I mean, for me, life starts at conception, and that's why fundamentally I'm against abortion, because it's literally killing something that's alive and i think can we just you fight wouldn't okay. actual murders mm-hmm. and then we just leave women alone like actual murders yeah like ac- people that actually kill okay walking people let me give you an analogy then uh-huh so uh let's say Songkon, who is a governor decides to destroy a school in nairobi yeah so the contractor is there with the bulldozer and everything yeah and they're ready to take down the school. And then an old lady comes up and they're like, yo, I think there are children in there. Then the contractor is like, no. The principal told us there are no children in there. Then the lady's like, no, I'm pretty sure there's children in there. So you bull- do not bulldoze that school. Then the contractor is like, you know what? Mind your business. We are bulldozing the school. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there anything that strikes you as odd with that story? Yeah, the old lady not minding her business. Ooh, <laughs> not not the fact that they didn't go to check if there are actually still children left inside. As in, mm-hmm. I get where the contractor is coming from. Mm-hmm. He got direction from someone that's actually running the school mm-hmm. that there are no kids inside. Uh-huh. So him, he's just doing his job. But we can't use that argument mm-hmm. in reference to mm-hmm. abortion. Mm-hmm. Because abortion is not an old lady telling me there are kids inside. Mm-hmm. In this sense, it's me that is the old lady, the contractor, and the principal. Mm-hmm. It's me saying there's mm-hmm. no child inside. And then, because people, we need to accept that women that abort don't mean that, it doesn't mean that they have no morals or they're insensitive. Mm-hmm. I actually feel psychologically they're also traumatized by their experience. Mm-hmm. So, in this sense, uh, there's a part of them that was like there was a baby in there and then the principal and the other part of them was like there's no baby in them and then the part that won was the part of but I came here to what bulldoze the school so 
it's like arguing. Even if you use that argument, it's like saying is <laughs> is P two wrong? Is it? Just uh, P twos are taken immediately after the act, yeah. Uh, between the act and seventy two hours, it's seventy two hour period, yeah. So there's a possibility they haven't met yet the sperm and the ovum. So technically, in that case, you haven't destroyed life. Then. But you know, P two P2s go. Uh-huh. People don't tell P twos blow up in the uterus. They usually act as a bomb. What? Yes, that's like they explode. Yes, so. Collateral damage is like your uterus. Yes. Um. If you're ovulating, it's your egg. The sperms. That's yeah. That's it's literally a bomb, in your reproductive. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at it in the sense of what if they had met and then I did that and, poof, have I killed the person? That's literally just my argument. It's. It's the same thing. It's. It's just taking a P two, but later in life. Two three weeks later, mm. yeah. Okay. Well, I understand, but like I said at the beginning, us us not having the same definition of where life <laughs> begins <laughs> is such an issue yes. because everything stems from that. But another thing I wanted to t- to ask you about is the whole "my body, my choice" mm-hmm. movement, because legally there are still rules about things you can't do with your body. As much as it's your body. Minus abortion, what else is there? Uh, I can't walk naked in the streets of Nairobi, you know. I can't use my body to harm your body. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. I can't just throw hands at you without any repercussions. So, considering also the perspective of a government, I mean, not the Kenyan one, clearly, but <laughs> most governments were created with the idea of protecting its citizens. And so if the government does agree that life begins at conception, they kind of want to protect even the unborn because any nation's greatest resource is its people anyway. So from that perspective, it's like, yes, it is your body, but there are things, you know, you really can't do because they infringe on someone else's, you know, rights. Or they go against, let's say, a fundamental order of a state that you are in. So still... For me, the legality aspect of it is, you know, it would be nice if there was, uh, let's say, concession for having, like, safe abortions. There is but actually this think, Judge uh-huh. Linda that has... Um, it's actually, Judge Linda. Yeah, she's, she's Kenyan, actually. Mm-hmm. She is fighting to legalize abortion. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, of course, people are just reading the legalized abortion part. They're not reading mm-hmm. a lot into it. The reasons. Yeah, because one of her reasons is... Mm-hmm. She's not saying legalize abortion so people can have abortions. She's saying if you legalize abortion, birth control becomes cheaper. Because you're getting the coil, literally mm-hmm. getting a coil, was like six five, six thousand five hundred, not to have a baby. And it could be cheaper. We could go into government mm-hmm. uh, hospitals and get free birth controls. That's her argument for mm-hmm. legalizing abortion. Because once you legalize abortion, a lot of things come into perspective. Okay. Because now diapers become cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it affects her whole dynamic. Sex education becomes... Her idea is for sex education to be taught. Mm-hmm. So we need to see that... And I mean this in no offense. Being pro-life also hinders someone else's body. As much as you said you can't kill someone, mm-hmm. you telling someone you you have to keep the baby hinders their life. 
hinders the baby that will come into this either way whatever action you take mm-hmm. will affect someone else because mm. now if i keep the baby just because i've been told to keep the baby that affects my life so hasn't the baby infringed in my space but you know we're also not having babies out of vacuum you know it's not like a baby is a cold you catch they're, they're like specific st- steps you take to have a baby yeah. and even if you don't want the baby there's still other steps you can take to you know not have to take responsibility for the baby and like I was saying let's say adoption <laughs> but you see one involves murder and the other doesn't so I, I don't look at it in that uh-huh. direction I also use this argument mm-hmm. of there are so many deadbeat fathers out here why isn't mm-hmm. that considered abortion also well on the flip side <laughs> There are also a lot of fathers who would be willing to take care of babies once they've conceived them. So and why there are also are we, mothers that are why, willing to keep the babies? So what happens in the case that a mother doesn't want to keep the baby and the father wants to keep the baby? Then you find someone that wants to keep a baby. It's unfair for your opinions and your morality mm-hmm. to infringe someone else's lifestyle. So but that's if my argument bit, if the deadbeat feels like you're infringing his lifestyle can he can he move on That's literally why he becomes a deadbeat because mm-hmm. he was like yo <laughs> I didn't sign up for this So are you advocating for the same kind of leeway to be given to women as to deadbeat fathers or, I advocate uh-huh. for women to be looked at as people first before mm-hmm. they're looked at as women Because mm-hmm. even in this argument for pro life it's mm-hmm. because women have been looked at as uh yeah uh, what I'm looking for givers um that look at people that bath the universe we're not looked at as as a, pa- as a person yes mm-hmm. cuz no one will come do you know how many times i even use my example how many times i tell people i don't want kids and they're like guy so what mm-hmm. do you do with your life it's because society has looked as women and has made being a mother a stage of life so when you opt not to be in that stage of life mm-hmm then you're going against societal demands so most of the times i think pro life arguments don't mm-hmm. stem from looking at a woman as a person mm-hmm. it's looking at a woman as a mother and there's so much to this woman because people don't want to talk about the fact that even if you have this child in a loving home mm-hmm. it still stalls your life as a woman because How many guys do we know are like oh, I'm babysitting this weekend and it's their kids like what the hell do you mean you're babysitting but it's because society has kept it mm-hmm. in a way that being a mother is priority number one, and then now you're a person and it shouldn't be like that when, when you say it doesn't stall let's say a man's life what, what exactly does that mean because it, let's say they're not a deadbeat they're probably working their ass off trying to provide for this child and, and their needs and, and the that's family all and we'll, you'll be expected to do isn't that still sort of you know infringing but what if i want to work and still be a parent like the dad well nowadays there are such arrangements you can have what are they called uh, house managers and and still household. the house managers mm-hmm. managed by by the lady exactly so either way you end up having to run your life mm-hmm. in relation to your home it's not your home that runs in relation to your life and the aspects of the house that the husband will deal with yes cuz mm-hmm. we assume if you're doing 50-50 like it's a partnership which mm-hmm. most heterosexual relationships are not mm-hmm. but if it's a partnership mm-hmm. then 
the man will bring something to the table, the other one will bring something to the table, mm-hmm. but society will still look at the growth of a baby, mm-hmm. the uh, investment of a baby in the mother's perspective. That's the time when you do something wrong. My dad used to tell me, mm-hmm. hey, it's because it's looked at as a mother should direct you and mm. a father should just be there to say yo hey that's my child or to provide yes so if mm-hmm. the woman was looked at as a woman mm-hmm. uh, not as a person first mm-hmm. then i feel like most of us will be pro-abortion mm-hmm. will be pro-choice because now we'll start thinking mm-hmm. and you know this person has a mind has opinions, has feelings, mm-hmm. has hopes, has dreams, mm-hmm. has expectations that this stops it at this moment. Well, I'm having difficulty reconciling. <laughs> I feel like I've told you this seven times. <laughs> yeah, so I am having difficulty reconciling the whole argument that a baby could hinder a woman's, let's say, progress like in life and in work because speaking to a lot of women especially let's say older women let's say my mom's age and the like children do act in most cases as a source of fulfillment but i do understand some women will not derive their fulfillment from having children but i don't think that's a good enough reason to advocate for abortion because in my view, both parents do make sacrifices. There's also conditioning factors at play. So a father will act in a certain way, but they're making sacrifices. They might not be talking too openly about it. May not be as major either. Because hmm. mm-hmm. you used your mom as an example. Yeah. And I mean this in the, <laughs> again, a nice way. Mm-hmm. Our parents, well, our mothers, mm-hmm. them being older, their generation didn't give women the ability to speak. Mm. as openly mm. I'm very sure if mom had the option she probably would have been married like at 50 mm-hmm. so she she loves us any less it's mm-hmm. just that she's a mom mm. and then she's Christine which most of us mm-hmm. are trying to read off t- I want to be seen as Nelima so that when Nelima makes a choice it's what Nelima will have become a mom mm. it's Nelima decided to get rid of an embryo so isn't it better to absolutely refrain from like getting yourself into situations that could get you a baby if all you're going to do is remove it? That's true. I'm not pro-choice mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. every time you get pregnant, a boot. That's mm-hmm. not what pro-choices are saying. Mm-hmm. Pro-choices are saying it's when it happens, you... When you don't want yeah. it. Yeah. Something I like about Mary Stops, mm-hmm. and I've seen so many people comment about it, is mm-hmm. every time you abort, like not every time you abort, like it's an everyday job, but like when you abort, <laughs> they ask you if you would like to get on as a, a form of birth control. Mm-hmm. That's them asking you if it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like now that you've got here, mm-hmm. can we try to avoid it? Next time. Yes. So pro-choices are not fighting for abortion mm. to be given out here like a panadol. Mm. It's that when that happens, mm. you do it. Because let's not pretend that people are abstaining. Mm. People are not. Let's not pretend people are having safe sex. Mm. People are not. If people can hear corona and not wear a mask, what's... People are not practicing safe sex. Yeah, not... That's a surprise. But, <laughs> wow. <laughs> not to be honest. <laughs> Like majority uh-huh. of people don't practice safe sex, you know. Okay. All their idea of safe sex is I'm a pull up, uh, which you know, 
It's, it's a lie. Mm. If you do, it's all like all the time. So it's pro choices acknowledge this. We acknowledge mm-hmm. these things are happening. Mm. We acknowledge that uh 18 year old that just joined uni with no idea as to what sex is mm. is having unprotected sex and we don't want the rest of her life mm-hmm. to be directed by one choice she made that was wrong yes all, all right it just depends on how you look at it mm-hmm. um you had sex you had fun mm-hmm. that was not a wrong decision because you went for what you liked it's just that the outcome is not what you expected so your life shouldn't be um directed i don't want to say ruin because i don't mm-hmm. think babies ruin things mm-hmm. i just it shouldn't be um directed to now the child yeah i still feel like there's a lot of shocking of responsibility because when you get to class six you are aware of two things if you have sex you can get a baby and if you have sex you can get a sexually transmitted disease there's that argument, but... Well, yeah, I mean, you can't say it's for lack of information, to be honest. It's actually, it's because I, I learned about birth controls when I was 21. Like, all I knew was uh-huh. condoms mm-hmm. and the patch. I didn't know you can get a coil. I didn't know your tubes mm-hmm. can be tied. But I didn't did. know you can get an injection. Uh-huh. But you did know if you had sex, there was a possibility of getting an STD or getting pregnant, yeah. And that's all I knew. And that's... Mm-hmm. As pro-choice, as you know, people see mm-hmm. pro-choice as just abortion, mm-hmm. but pro-choice advocate for sex education, for a girl to be told, mm-hmm. is not that when you have sex, you get pregnant, there's a possibility, but these are the ways to avoid it. Pro-choice does not stand for mm-hmm. abortion every now and then. Mm-hmm. The one I was telling you, at a two-for-one special, when you're <laughs> about to, twice, you get the third one free. Oof. It's, uh-huh. we, don't, we don't advocate for that. We just advocate for sexual... Um, education sexual responsibility mm. abortion is a sexual responsibility abortion is you, you you're saying it's lack of responsibility but it's not it's you taking responsibility of the action you've done and mm-hmm. thinking of what best it, it is because having a baby is you being responsible for another child you aborting is you being responsible for yourself it's like going to school and mm. then um you fail an exam you have two ways of taking that responsibility quit mm. school <laughs> take or take a supplementary uh-huh. either way you're responsible for whatever direction it is mm. so in this sense you have mm-hmm. the option of keeping the baby mm-hmm. or having an abortion it's you being responsible mm. the best way you've se- seen fit it's a reaction to a certain action yeah i get that aspect i think also probably one of the greatest mistakes our generation probably is making is taking sex very lightly yeah Yet when you have it with the wrong person, the consequences are so dire. Oh, the crazy. consequences are insane. So, yeah, I think it has been a very interesting discussion. It has. I have um, understood some aspects of the whole pro-choice debate. At least now I understand it's not that you're advocating for abortion every no. single second. No. <laughs> so there's the aspect of sex education, which I agree with. We still haven't been able to <laughs> agree on okay. when exactly life begins <laughs> and whether abortion is murder or it's just, you know, uh, quitting school. Yeah. Like you said. <laughs> Lima, I'm skeptical if you've picked anything from <laughs> my arguments, but. Uh-huh. No, I've actually like learned a thing or two. Oh. Like what scientists define life to be. <laughs> um, what else have I learned? Um, I think 
I've also learned as you as a pro-life mm. and majority of you, I won't say all of them, but majority of you have a basis on religion or some legal aspects of something I've learned. So I have to go look at the legal. I won't look at the religion because I don't find it right to argue someone's yeah, yeah. religion. Yeah, I have to reiterate that. I was just mentioning the religious perspective. Yeah, so say, yeah. like I find it very rude to tell someone, no, your religion says this. Because it's like if you don't believe in it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like sure. legally, I'll go argue it out because the constitution is meant to be revised every now and then. Reject the BBI, though. Please, <laughs> yeah, please. We're not. Yeah. No, we're not here for this. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think the last thing I will say mm-hmm. on this topic of abortion is if you've had a, an abortion, or you can also reach out to me. I'm very understanding. I might not have had one. Uh, I can't say I won't have one because I'm 23, so maybe when I'm like 25, I'll mess up and get pregnant. Mm. But you can also reach out to me and we can talk about it. <laughs> he's, he's planning for it. I mean, I wouldn't be out here saying it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Okay. If you're planning on having an abortion or you've thought about it or if you're pregnant or if you're having unprotected sex, you can reach out to anyone to talk to even Taicho as much as he's a pro-lifer he still listens so yeah abortion is okay it's your choice to do what you want with your body all I'm going to say is don't kill that baby <laughs> there's adoption <laughs> there's abstinence mm. yes and yeah um, God bless you all thank you very much for listening our handles will be in the description. She also has a podcast she has forgotten to mention. Oh. <laughs> we will link that in the description as well. And you can follow her pretty voice and interesting ideas on that side of the spectrum. As always, thank you very much for tuning into The Perception. We hope you learned something and do have a lovely day. Say bye, bye to the people. Be kind and spread love. <laughs> Peace. We're just, we're just out here. Vibing. Vibing. <laughs>